We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. All right. Hey, good morning, everyone. We're back. Had a one-week break here, but we're back after the Labor Day week and Labor Day weekend. This is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. And I'm back online here with my good friend and co-host, Eric Yoon of Standout Marketing. Hey, Eric. How you doing? Hey, good, Robert. <laughs> doing really good. Excited for this week. All right, good. Sounds like you have an action-packed week, as we talked about earlier. So do you have the soft focus yeah. on right now, or is it the regular focus on for your, the camera? No, my face is just always as clean. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who no, don't on. know, so for those of you who don't know, if you've uh, never used Zoom as a virtual um, uh, conferencing um, software, uh, Zoom's got this feature where you can have a soft focus so that uh, you, you, you look... Let me see. I can. I can I'll do you look kind. I'll do the mind. See. Okay. Before or no? This is after. See before. Oh, there it is. After. Before. <laughs> after. There you go. <laughs> so, so if you want to look good for your clients or whoever you're doing, you can do the you the, t- the touch up feature, the self focus feature on. But that's not what we're here to talk about today, right? <laughs> How was your weekend, Eric? Oh, it was really good. Um, yeah, last time I, I was on crutches and I had a mess of ankle. So that's a lot better. I'm able to walk around All right. or limp around, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, I had a good week. And the reason why we were off last week was uh, I was on vacation. And well, also it was Labor Day. <laughs> So that's another good reason to, to be off anyway. We would have been, yeah. we would have been off anyway. But uh, uh, my wife and I went out to Washington, D.C. and spent some time out there and, and also did some work as well at the, at the tail end. I did a, a, some entrepreneurship training out there with some folks in D.C. And, you know, actually I was, I was thinking uh, on the flight home yesterday, I was, I was thinking through what we're going to talk about today. Um, I said, you know, vision casting is a very important aspect in a business as, as far as you know, writing your business plan. I know most businesses don't even write their business plan. Um, so with that, they usually don't even have a vision statement primarily. And vision statements are, are very, very important. And people don't realize how, um, I think it's underestimate the importance of writing down a vision statement. It's not just, um, you know, a nice to have document. It's actually a, a very important piece. It's to set the the vision for the future, really. And what, what do you want, what do you see, um, it, it can be, a, a, for some people, it might sound like a pipe dream, but however big that dream is, or a bigger dream or vision is, is it's so important to write it down. Um, because that way, as you refer to it, you can keep figuring out, how do I work towards that? You know, and that's what the business plan is for, is to, to set the course and set the, the roadmap, basically, to be able to f- fulfill your vision of your business. And so I know most uh, people don't do it, and it's very important to vision cast for your business. And that's what we want to talk about today. And it's, it's really stemmed from, from my, when I looked, when I got to visit the National Archive Museum and we got to see the actual Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. And 
reading up on that, I understood, oh, how those two documents really work together. And, and I know I learned that probably in history class, but I probably slept through that part. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in school, history was kind of boring for me. But when you kind of, when you understand what happened and how the document was written and what each document represents, it totally made sense. And then I applied it to business and I said, you know what? That's why vision statements and the business plans are so important because the Declaration of Independence is like the vision statement and the Constitution is like the business plan. So I want to set that up. But before we get going, Eric, I don't know if you have any thoughts about vision statements or have you, have you even done one for yourself or what about clients? Have you ever asked what their vision is for, for their business? <clears throat> yeah, that's, it becomes really the heartbeat of everything we do. Um, you know, when we're... Um, any, any, like if, so if we're making a website or even making a video, there has to be elements of the vision that's portrayed, right? Mm-hmm. I think the vision really will determine what kind of colors we use, um, what kind of people we use, you know, all that stuff. And so, um, to me, the vision is really the heartbeat, um, both in a marketing standpoint and also from a team dynamic standpoint, if mm-hmm. the vision is really clear, it makes it. Uh, more fun it helps people to be more efficient and so um so yeah i have a a, a vision for like our uh, for standout it's really um the whole point of it is to bring the superhero out of people and organizations mm-hmm. right and we do that through um creative uh through creative arts through graphic design you know photography and video mm-hmm. so and so you want to go deeper than that, too, as far as how mm-hmm. big the business is supposed to become and even maybe some of the values that you want to instill in it. You know, the vision statement right. really defines the ideal of the business for the future, how big it's mm-hmm. going to be, but also the ideal, you know, what does that look like and how is it going to function and what are some of the values that you want to have in place? How, you want to, how do you want to impact your employees, your customers, the community? And it's not a tactical piece, as you kind of laid out. It's not a tactical piece, um, but it starts to paint the big picture of what you want the business to become and what you're working mm-hmm. towards. So it's very interesting when I was reading the Declaration of Independence. Well, you can't you, the actual the original document. You can't really read; it's faded out quite a bit. But when you look at the, you know, what is what is written as far as you know, um, they actually have um, some copies of it, um, some original copies and, and so forth where, that are legible. You know, the the, vision, the Declaration of Independence really was a vision casting document. It was really a letter to the British um, Empire, basically complaining about them, and they and they're really laying out what their ideals are for their country in the U.S. And so it's like, hey, um, we're not happy with what you're doing. These are ideals we hold true, and then these are what we want to move towards. And so a lot of people think, look at the Declaration of Independence as I mean, that's the, the most probably famous document we have in the country. But it's not a legally binding document. It's just really a, a letter. It was a declaration telling the British Empire, hey, we want to become independent. And so when you look at the second paragraph of, and I want to read the second paragraph in the Declaration of Independence because I think it's important, is that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. And I'm sure we've all heard this in some form or fashion. And it's, it was even, you know, a lot of people use that in their speeches. Uh, a lot of leaders have. Um, but we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, not the government. That's not so it's about the government from the people, right? The powers are from the people that whenever any form of government becomes destructive, 
of these ends. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. And so when you look at this, you know, especially when you look at the times that they're dealing with, certainly the the colonies, um, the colonials weren't even living up to their ideals that all men are created equal, right? They had slaves and all that kind of stuff. And so, and, and women couldn't vote, all these other things. So they weren't living up to the ideals that they wrote down, but they did write it down. And so that was something they wanted to work towards. And in the U.S. Constitution, that was the guiding principles. Those are the laws of the country that provides a structure to, uh, so that the ideals of the Declaration of Independence can be fulfilled and lived out, kind of like a business plan today. So, and it's interesting that, so I'm going to, I guess today's episode is going to be part, you know, history and part <laughs> business, but I, I want to, hopefully I want to bring those two things together so you can kind of see the importance of the vision statement and then the business plan. And so the constitution really, it only took about four months to create that first draft essentially and for them to sign it. Um, although it took another year to, for it to get ratified um, uh, with, with the, um, with the legislators, but it, it, it wasn't very long for them to put something like that together because one of the, and the reason why they were able to do it so quickly, even though there were still um, disagreements in what was in the constitution, but they got to a point where both sides are pretty much happy. And they, they, they said, look, we're going to allow amendments that we can continue to amend the constitution, that the constitution in its first form, original form, wasn't going to be just the Bible that you couldn't change it. So that's what the amendments are for. And so that's why we see amendments after amendments after amendments, so that we can make sure that some of the details um, that weren't covered in an original draft get addressed. You know, we talk about voting rights and, you know, freeing slaves and all those, all those things. All those things were additional amendments as we went along to make sure we got back to, are we holding true to the declaration right. Mm-hmm. That all men are created equal, basically, and freedom, that, that, that everybody has the, the right to pursue, to pursue life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And so, the, um, so that's why it's just, a, a, you know, it's just so beautiful how those two things work together, the Declaration mm-hmm. of Independence and then the U.S. Constitution. And yeah. so, you know, when you look at how far this country's come, it's like, look, it wasn't perfect then, it's certainly not perfect now, but the Declaration of Independence has set the vision of what we mm-hmm. want this country to be, right? Mm-hmm. We, you see a lot of, you know, obviously there's a lot of disagreement going on now. There's a lot of disagreement back then. So things aren't really different now than it was back then. Everybody's looking to make sure that their rights and, and their things and their issues are being heard. And so, but that's mm-hmm. what we have. That's why the declaration is there. It's so beautiful because it's there to allow us to be able to do that to be able to discuss our issues and to be able to address it and to potentially amend the constitution if need be, or to at least point to the constitution and say, Hey, look, what, what's being done here or to me or to my group or to my people is not right. And it's not in line with the constitution. So anyways, that's, that's kind of what, um, so for a business, the same thing, their vision, you know, as you said, as you're casting your vision, certainly your business isn't going to be living up to that right now. Even maybe the right. standards that you put into it. But your business plan is you need to put your business plan in place and write it so that you can work towards fulfilling the vision of what the ideals of what you want your business to become. 
and that the business plan is a fluid document, just like the constitution. It's a living document. It's a living and breathing document that can be changed and can be amended as time goes on. So that's, so that's kind of the, I guess the setup, the long setup (laughs) of, of, you know, the importance of a vision statement and a business plan. Um, So anyways, any thoughts as I, as I shared that, anything that, it comes to mind or anything any surprising? Did you learn anything about the Declaration or Constitution? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, uh, the way you were saying how it's more like the Declaration is um, is a letter. And I really like that because I think the vision should come out of really like um, kind of an emotional place. It should come out of something that's deep in your heart. And maybe the best way to do that is a letter. And so it's just interesting that you know, that our country's vision came out of a letter where people were expressing a lot of just what's deep in their heart. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times when, especially in business, when we, um, when we I, you know, when I'm in vision casting meetings, we treat it like so, so corporate and business, like, oh, that's a sound professional. And we have to make sure we use the right words. Mm-hmm. But I think a better approach than that is treat it like a letter. You mm-hmm. know, I think it's more important rather than uh, appealing to the, you know, um, whoever it is that you're trying to impress, I guess, with your business, like um, make it really clear and something that's easy for people, actual people to grasp onto, mm-hmm. you know, you can, it's, I think it should be like a vision statement. It should be communicated in, you know, three words and also three minutes, you know, there should be different versions of it. Um, but yeah, I think I I like that, you know, the vision is, it's really what you come back to. And I think like if business is business kind of feels like a tightrope walk sometimes, you know, like one little move and you can like get shaky. Right. And I think the vision is your focus point. It keeps you, you know, on the tightrope. It keeps you moving forward as a business without the distractions and everything. And, Mm -hmm. and then, and then your values, your mission and all these other things that you put in place become like the tools, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. like the balance beam or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but the vision is really the focus that helps you move forward. And it's so yeah. easy as businesses, because especially today where there's so many resources, there's so many different things we can do. It's hard to um, stay focused on that one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's important that, I think, yeah. that it's clear. Yeah. And I think what you said earlier too, that it's not just, it's a very personal document. It's, it wasn't just a, I'm just trying to make it sound very professional, but you really can yeah. hear the heart of what they're mm-hmm. trying to, the, the because you can really hear the heart of what they're trying to convey. And so it wasn't just simply, it was a letter, but it wasn't just a letter. It was a declaration. It was a declaration of independence. They were declaring to the British government that, Hey, we're done with you. (laughs) So we're going to go, we're going to go rogue and we're, we want to be our, we want to be independent. Um, So just like your vision statement is like a declaration, right? It's a declaration. What are you declaring? Um, So don't be afraid to cast a big vision. I think a lot of people are afraid to put, their vision down on paper because they think it sounds too, too big, or maybe it's like, Oh, it sounds maybe arrogant to, to throw something like that out there on paper. Um, but don't be afraid to cast a big vision and, and put it down on paper. It's so it's so important to get it from your head and put it down your paper because the moment, if it just stays in your head, it just, it just kind of, that's basically where it stays. <laughs> the moment you put it down on right. paper and the moment you Manifest share it with somebody, it. yep, exactly. It becomes more mm-hmm. and more reality. And then it holds you accountable. I think sometimes people are afraid to hold themselves accountable. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and so it's like, no, put it down, share it with somebody, and, and work towards it. 
You know, I mean, it's not, it doesn't have to happen within a year or two years or five years. And like I said, every business is always, should be always growing and always changing, just like the country has. We're always changing things, right? Because right. we're never going to be perfect. Because as people are just not perfect anyway. So, which means to, we'll never reach perfection, but we can improve as we go along. Right. And so the key thing with the vision statement is to have something, like you said, is that something that's central, that focal point for you to continue to work towards. Mm-hmm. So that's why when t- things go tough in your business, because, you know, you know, there's cycles in everyone's business. You know, there's good times and there's you know, not so good times. But that yeah. vision is a thing that can help you keep moving forward. And then right. your business plan, you go back and you go, okay, it's not working. This isn't working right now. How do we, what do we need to change or address in our business plan so that we can keep moving towards that vision? Mm-hmm. Any, any other thoughts there? Yeah, no, sure that's all really good. I wasn't sure if you're going to say something, but <laughs> it looked like no. you're going to say something. Okay. <laughs> all right. So yeah, don't be afraid to cast yeah. a big vision and just write it down. Say, what do I, mm-hmm. what do I see this in 10, 20 years? Mm-hmm. Also, the vision statement and the business plan is important when you eventually transition a business to somebody else, mm-hmm. right? When you're setting a big goal, you're going to work towards it. And even if you don't quite achieve it, you're still going to be a lot further along than if you just kept everything in your head. Yeah. And then the next person that takes over the business can then move it forward. And then mm-hmm. the next generation can move it forward and forward mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. I mean, all the companies I work for, you know, Coca-Cola, Bristol Myers Squibb, they all started as one tiny little company or not even a company. It was just one product like Coca-Cola just selling, you know, the syrup in, in, in a, in a pharmacy. Look at look what it is now, but that's, that's over 160 years. <laughs> and so, and so it doesn't go from, you know, zero to hundred miles an hour in, you know, zero seconds. It, it takes time to build. Mm-hmm. And so the vision though, that's part of what you can keep handing off to the next generation so they can understand what they're working towards as well. Just like kind of what you looked right. earlier. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And the business plan, again, like I said, like the constitution, it's a living document. Don't just write it and put it in the drawer, but look at it periodically. See if you're on track. If not, make adjustments when necessary. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line is write one and, and put it down. I think it's so important. And sometimes people get a little intimidated. I was, just, you know, with the group I was, the entrepreneurs I was with um, on Saturday, you know, someone was asking about, you know, Hate, hate writing business plans. What should that look like? And all this kind of stuff. And I said, well, look, go through the, the process of writing a business plan is important as far as doing the market research, knowing your customer, mm-hmm. your target market, setting your price, and figuring out what your marketing strategy is going to be. And what you write down, you know, I said, if you can condense it even to one page, mm-hmm. you won't get a lot of detail in it, but you can have all the highlights in one page. Even if you just put a business plan in one page that covers every aspect of what you want to do to build the business. Um, that's good because as long as it's going to allows you to, to refer to it periodically, that's the key thing, right? It's not having a 70 page document, a hundred page document, because most people aren't going to refer to a hundred page yeah. business plan every week anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you can simplify it into one page and I showed them mine. I said, I carry this around in my notebook. I fold it up in half, stick it in my notebook, wherever I go, I have it with me a one-page document that highlights every aspect of my business from the, the branding to the marketing to the promotional efforts, some of the performance measures I'm looking at, you know, what are some of the objectives I want to achieve? I mean, I have all that highlighted in one page. So right. I can easily look at it and go, okay, am I on track? So I can just be even between meetings or whatever. If I'm driving around and I'm parked and I can just look at it, refer to it, it's real quick. 
Um, yeah. So have it written down and have it somewhere we can look at um, on a regular basis it is so important to keep you on track. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. <laughs> nice. I don't know if you have any questions or, or uh, any other thoughts you want to add? Yeah, I think um, one thing that's a lot uh, can be pressuring sometimes is uh, not knowing like, oh, is this really my vision statement? Is this, you know, being unconfident about it. But I think um, just it's important to take, you know, just understand that it's a process to come up with a vision statement. How Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's okay. And I don't know if you think differently, but I think it's okay for businesses to be constantly even modifying their vision. I think vision, because it seems like such a, it should be such a set thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but especially in the beginning stages, I think, um, you know, as long as you really you understand the importance of the vision, I think it's it's okay to modify it here and there. Um, just mm-hmm. because you know you're you're trying to figure out yourself. You know, I think as people, we're still trying to figure out who we are, right? Mm-hmm. Let alone you know our company. And so, um, I think it's a good. It should be process of writing, re-editing, you know, brainstorming, talking mm-hmm. to other people, say, hey, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. going through the process of defining it's good. <clears throat> Yeah, I, yeah, you're you're right. You know, you gotta allow yourself to be able to, to change it to amend it. Um, yeah, I think to start with is just cast a big vision, just throw it mm-hmm. out there. I think the reason yeah. why people have to amend is because they think too small. Mm-hmm. And then because That's a good point. The reason why you have to change is because you have to get set a bigger vision. <laughs> yeah, because you reach your goals and you're like, what? Oh, and you, <laughs> yeah, and so your dream. I said, That's you know, true. usually the vision is already in your heart somewhere, mm-hmm. um, but people are afraid right. to put it down in writing. And so what happens is you start to minimize the vision. The stuff mm-hmm. that you actually put down in writing is not usually what's really set in your heart. And so you kind mm-hmm. of minimize it. It's like, look, no one's looking around. Just write it out. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just write it out. And uh, I mean... Or um, everyone's watching if you type it in. <laughs> yeah, unless you unless you do this over a live webinar or on Facebook Live, you know, no one's watching. So just yeah. put it out there. And you know, my you know, let's talk about, you know, for me. And so for my vision, it's really I, I call it the purpose statement. Uh, but it's a very similar thing. It's to transform communities, cities, and nations by raising up a lot of raising up purpose-led businesses. So to me, a purpose-led business is one, well, led by purpose, that knows it's not just about making a profit but it's also to give back into a community. Mm-hmm. And so if I felt if I can, if I can influence a certain amount of those types of businesses within communities that you can really see transformation in the community, because these are businesses are, that are profitable, that are successful, that are sustainable, but also are giving back to impact the community. And so when I wrote that out, I was like, well, that seems kind of, you know, I don't know, far-fetched or that seems like a big goal. So how how am I gonna am I gonna see that kind of transformation, right in yeah. the community, and mm-hmm. so but I've had opportunities now I have a couple opportunities now to really uh, impact communities or the communities themselves are actually looking to me to help them with the with the business community to to right. in, impact the, their um, uh, their community at large. Yeah, it's so I have a question regarding that because. I think there is the thing too, where if the vision's too big, I think to have like a motivation and an inspiration at the moment, a lot of times um, I need something tangible. And so for me, it's, um, you know, 
Um, I guess my question is, if the vision's too big, would it be hard for a whole company? You know, if 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 there's people at different levels of life, right? Like, if if the vision's too big, does that even is it so far that it won't even inspire or motivate them, or is it something that they don't even have a grid for? You know, so in that cases, do you just use maybe is that where the small goals, small term or uh, short term goals might come in? Yeah, and, exactly. and all that. So, exactly. so for example, like yeah, okay, go ahead, yeah. Exactly. It's just like climbing, climbing Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. If you look at Mount Everest, you know, it's what, 20-something thousand feet up? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty intimidating, and it is for anyone, mm-hmm. any climber. But how do you get there? It's just one step at a time. So you have, mm-hmm. they have a series of what they call, um, uh, there's, there's base camp and there's series of levels. I forgot the exact term is, um, um, there's, there's base camp and there's oh, the series of camps on the way up mm-hmm. to, to Mount Everest. And each camp is a, a day hike, mm-hmm. a day climb. And so you, you, just cool. chunk, you just chunk it down. Yeah. Right? And so mm-hmm. the vision, no, you set the vision. Mm-hmm. And how you get there, that's where you set those long-term and short-term goals. Those are the ones that say, how do we get to this point? Right? These are, these are ones that more, right. are more are, are reachable at the moment. Mm-hmm. Once you get to that point, now we can go to the next one. Now we can go to the next goal. Now right. we can go to the next goal. Now we can go to the next milestone. And eventually, mm-hmm. and every step of the way, you're getting closer and closer to fulfilling that vision. Now, the other thing you got to understand too is, and when you're doing that, you're going to continuously be progressing as a business. Now, mm-hmm. the ultimate vision, you may not be even be alive for. Right. But it's the next generation. So that's the importance of the vision so that the next generation, right. next generation continue to see what you reach for. Because you may not fully, fully, fully reach it. Because like, I mean, even for my vision, like I, I don't put a number to how many communities I'm looking to, you know, impact, right? But it's like one mm-hmm. community after another one that we can impact. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, yeah. And so you may not even be alive to see that, that ultimate fulfillment of the vision. And you probably shouldn't. I mean, mm-hmm. You know, every generation is going to have their own um, version of that vision. Yeah. Um, but just know, just like the companies I've told you I've worked for, I mean, they just get bigger and bigger over time, and they just make more and more impact over time. And yeah. so you just know that when you set that vision, don't worry about it if you're not even going to be alive to, to see the fulfillment. But I know you're going to see the fulfillment of some aspect of that vision as you move along. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to put that down. Um, write it down. Share it with your, your friends and family. Share it with your team members as you're employing people. Absolutely. I think the right. vision does inspire people, even though it mm-hmm. seems too big. I mean, it seems like these days people want to be working for companies that have a vision. Right. Right. That's what they're working for, the big thing. They have a purpose. It's not just yeah. about doing the work and making money, but it's we're trying to do something positive. Mm-hmm. And so write it down. Right. So I guess that goes back, that goes to purpose. Right. <laughs> of what this podcast is all about, purpose and profitability. Yeah. So anything else, Eric, before we tune off? That's no, really good. It's all right, cool. Well, this is a, hopefully this is a good conversation for everyone to, to listen to. I mean, for me, I remember when I was looking at the Declaration of Independence, looking at the Constitution, I go, oh, just like a business. I go, man, yeah, we got to set the vision. We got to set a big vision. And then we, how do we work towards that? right? Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to set something big that just seems too unrealistic, but we just got to do it and figure out a way to get to and to, to, to work towards that. So, hey, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks again for listening to the Purpose and Profitability Podcast. 
If you have any business questions or topics that you'd like to hear more about or about, email me at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com, or go right to the Facebook page, Purpose and Profitability, and just go ahead and write your comments there. Tune in again next week as we go live. Actually, no, we're not going to be here next week because I'll be traveling, but uh, <laughs> in, in two weeks, tune in again as we go live. So thanks again. This is Robert Fakui, and remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit PurposeAndProfit.com.